A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17.17, Amplified Version. Strikers, where are you in these difficult times? Let's find out next on The Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forged me into the servant that you have made me to be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out of my life to the length you would have it. Make me tough enough to, pres- to resist persecution and temper me that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. As Lord, as I go through life, put me back into the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. Hey, uh, Strikers, we got a special show today. I'm going to have to back off the mic. I don't have my pop filter. But uh, we got a special show today. We have uh, two guests, which is unusual. This is the first time we've had two guests, and we've got a co-host. So uh, we've got a special show going on here today. We don't have Alan uh, this week because, well, he had a procedure done. And, uh, yeah, he had a, had a wife to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we need to say a little prayer for him so that... Uh, Jesus' name, it's great. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've covered... Uh, oh, we got Pastor... No, we got Pastor Steve here, but I think I'm getting ahead of myself. But I'm all funded. Good morning. Yeah. Um, and with that, let's uh, get going with the podcast. So, uh, introductions. We got Pastor Steve, as I mentioned. We got Kenny Gammons, the great Kenny Gammons, and we got Joshua Lashua as a co-host today. Did I say it wrong? It's the full name, baby, Joshua Lashua, Julia Gulia. I answered to lots of wonderful things. <laughs> how, how do we say the last name? Josh so? Lashua is a little more palatable to my ears. Lashua? Yeah, like your eyelash. No, it was it was Joshua and Lashua. I'm doing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Has no one ever said that together? No, I usually bury them when they do. No. <laughs> I blame we know, my mother. We know where that 3 a.m. 3 call goes. That's right. So that's what we're talking about today is uh, the 3 a.m. call. We're talking about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And um, the two gentlemen that we have as guests today are one of the first friendships that I used as a model on what I wanted my friendships to be like. Wow. And so there was a reason for that. There's a reason for the next couple of weeks. There's a reason for you two guys being here. There's a reason for the next two guys. We'll, we'll let you know who that is at the end of the show. Uh, and then there was a reason. I won't get into anything else other than uh, there was a reason why the, the third couple. I don't know why that sounds so, so funny. Couple. The third couple um, was going to be here as well. Um, so that was the intent was to how do these brothers live life? And uh, so usually we go into the next uh, part of this the podcast going, okay, so what are your core values? But both of you guys have been on the show before. Yeah. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. What's Pastor Steve's three core values? Pastor Steve's three core oh. values. That's a pretty good one, man. Uh, well, first of all, let, thank you for being on the podcast. I just want to thank you, Scott. It's an honor to be back uh, again with your guys and with the Strikers. Uh, but um, one – I just want to correct something. I want you to raise your level of expectation level. He goes, hey, these are the guys I look to uh, to model a relationship. And I'm like, man, we got we to gotta raise your level of expectation, man. We're just humble men. Uh, <laughs> but now, circling back around uh, to 
your uh, to Steve's core values. Um, you know, I know a couple of them. I know one of them is is 100% family. Uh, word of God is another one for him, and I would say relationship is is really big with him too. So. I do know a lot of his core values, and I think those, I'm not sure if those three are the top three, but they're in his core value list. How'd he do? Relationships, number one. All right, 33%. That'll get you in the majors. <laughs> Hall of Fame, baby. Right on. So uh, let's uh, turn the question on Pastor Steve. Honor, for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever had that speci- this specific conversation, yeah. but for sure, honor and family. Yep. And. Uh, Honor and family. We'll go with two. Yeah, he's he's got two of them. So, so sixty six percent. I think yeah, he's, he's batting batting at a higher rate there. He is a pastor. <laughs> he is a pastor. He is a pastor. We're holy this morning. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> pastor, Steve, uh, pastor Steve, what color is uh, Kenny's uh, carpet in his house? Mm. Well, he doesn't have a lot of carpet, but <laughs> in the bedrooms where they are, it's Ooh, tan. Wait, that's right. It's tan in the in the bedroom. In the bedrooms. Oh, guess. in the bedrooms. Okay. Yeah, there was an S on there, Scott. I appreciate the clarity <laughs> on that for your, for your listeners this week. But yeah. he's 100% correct. Uh, Kenny. Yeah. Does uh, Pastor Steve have any uh, pets? Yes, he does. Uh, what's her names? Uh, it's Clout and it's his kitty. Oh. So, yeah. He's got one pet and uh, he loves it too. The, the, him and the cat have a, a tight relationship. Right on. Well, I think yeah. we I think we proved that y'all y'all know each other pretty well. So they've met. They've met a couple of times. They've hung out. Right on. So um, you know, as a you know what, I, I kind of want to change it up a little bit. This is something we don't typically do, but as a co-host, what are your top three core values? Thank you for that, for uh, including me in that hmm. top three for for me and for my family. First is honor, and then generosity, and then communication. And um, that took us a good two years of filtering through what we thought we wanted. But when it comes to core values, if you want it to be truly foundational, um, that's where we ended up on, on those are the top three of our five. Um, and they are in an intricate part of, um, I would say, every decision we make for the most part. I'm not perfect, nor is anyone else. But what? That's always the, the Wait a minute. Can we have him as a co-host if he's not perfect? I thought that was the, that was the criteria. Yeah, that's what Alan said. No. <laughs> oh, that was Alan. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just playing. Uh, Josh, I, I love you to death, man. For what you bring, you bring some great knowledge, and that's why I, I wanted to have you on today as, as a co-host because I know that you ask some great questions when you and I are sitting around having coffee. Yeah. Man, you challenged me on my thinking, and, uh, yeah, I was like, man, this would be a good co-host here. He, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, I think you got something coming out, too, a little plug here. We do. We actually, uh, my wife and I, Dr. Brittany and, uh, and myself, are releasing in the coming week our own podcast. Nice. And so it's same team forever, and we're crazy excited about it. Yeah. Um, it's marriage and relationship, and then parenting have, uh, parenting being new. But marriage itself has been a long going, you call it passion in our life. It's just where we always find ourselves um, diving deeper. And what a, what a great place just to be able to love on people. And so that's the design, right is uh, bringing a little of my worldly knowledge along with her educational and clinical psychology brilliance uh, with a biblical worldview into something fun called relationship. Relationships, fun, yes. 
Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> Josh, kick us off with some uh, some questions. Let's uh, get into why these two are so close. Yeah, so I think with the topic being being brotherhood, like you mentioned, as you said that, there's a template in my head of okay, where where does brotherhood come in for me? And then I'll I'll lead with you guys, but um, in my head, brotherhood is likely it from some sort of foundation of maybe a military type back background to a hereditary I grew up next to you you're literally my brother and so I think a brotherhood in the context of that okay that makes sense to me but not everyone gets to experience that luckily enough in our in in our church in our home um, we do have the opportunity to create brotherhood on a whole new level and I think that's why not only is your relationship work the way that it does not only is your relationship clearly create a wake that if that positively affects men like you and me um but there's been there's a there's a a new definition to brotherhood i think that you guys have created there's a new standard and what we call brotherhood based upon how you choose to do life which takes a conscious choice and conscious efforts so kind of with that in mind of, of of basically showing the world that brotherhood is something more than maybe military or or someone you grew up next to as in your brother brother um with that, there are some things as far as communication, vulnerability mm-hmm. that's required, uh, having cu- conversations that are tough, being able to have a relationship where one, a man can literally celebrate another man, mm-hmm. which in society is difficult, and allowing another man to walk with you maybe to hell and back. Mm-hmm which again, very difficult for men to do with our pride. Mm-hmm. We, we, we like to choose that. So um, on our phones, and mine is on as well, there's a, uh, an option called Do Not Disturb. And I believe that a lot of men live their life relationally with a Do Not Disturb. And so you guys d- don't choose to do that with each other. So when, when there's a Do Not Disturb, you still have your favorites, on our phones, and I'm talking about iPhones. If you have a, an Android, I'm not sure if it works that way, but my iPhone, if I have a do not disturb on, there's still a list of people that can reach me mm-hmm. no matter what time of day. And so for you guys, if you have a do not disturb on, what does your list look like? Who are the people that still are able to get to you? Who are the people that you're still willing to pick up the phone for in the middle of the night? You're 3 a.m. Yeah. So the question is, what does your list look like? Well, you want me to go first? Sure. So, um, I mean, it's an interesting question of like my do not disturb. So, so Steve, let's talk about our relationship first, then I'll expand out on what you're saying. But so Steve has unlimited access to me 24 hours, no different than any other family member that's on that list. Wow. Um, and, and I mean that sincerely. So there has been times that the, the calls come and, and we've needed each other uh, both ways. Uh, so he could call. Uh, it, virtually any time and my phone's going to ring and it, it's it's not even a fact of a do not disturb uh you know i was as i was thinking i was preparing for this there's one thing i wanted to share is steve said something so profound to me just not too long ago is he goes hey there's two people in my life that i have that i would 100 percent i will chase you down if you try to leave my life one of them was his wife 
which he, of course, has been married to for a long time. And then just recently, he shared that sentiment out of his heart that, hey, I want you to know, besides Glenda, you, I, I, will sh- I will hunt you down. I'll ne- you'll ne- you're not leaving my life for now. So it's kind of like this bond that's been created over time and relationship and the ability for the do not disturb. So, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't happen. It's not an instant cook. It's not, it's not a, uh, you know, the quick coffee you throw in hot water and you have this relationship that's been formed. There's a lot that's gone into this relationship, uh, m- so much more that we probably can't even get to in all this podcast, I'm just, just to be honest. So I don't want the guys to think that you just, all of a sudden this happens, you take A, B, C, throw it in a cup, and you have this longstanding relationship that is, that is deeper than a brother. I can honestly say that I know the meaning of that scripture where David says to to uh, Joseph that my love is deeper than the love of a woman, and, and I, I don't know how to explain that to you except for it's been time it's been time tested, it's been true. I mean, and and I have. I can't imagine doing vacations. I can't imagine traveling. I can't imagine doing day-to-day dinners, life, uh, without Steve in my life. That's where we're at. I mean, it's it's like it's an unspoken thing that, that it happens. Like, hey, we're, we're doing lunch. We're doing dinner and stuff like that. And now my new thing is, hey, I can't believe I have to share you with all these other people that are trying to get on the bandwagon <laughs> with Pastor Steve. I'm like, dude, like, like I was there when it was just me and you. What happened? All these other people want a piece of my friend now. I mean – Come on, go get your own friend. So. <laughs> you say that, but you know that's not true. <laughs> he's popular, man. He's, he's on demand. He is on demand. Hey, and I think that that's because y'all demonstrate a friendship that everybody wants a piece of. Tell them to go build their own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want everybody to experience it because it, it levels the playing field with so much that we get um, out of the Bible. It levels the playing field when you have this. It really does. So, You know, uh, thanks, Kevin. Man, you know, I've just got to say that voice sounds great this morning. Yeah. My voice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep talking to me. You've got a face for it's radio, probably because it's before my wake-up time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, on, that, on that do not disturb subject, literally, who's on my list of my do, on my phone? Because I do use do not disturb. I actually use do not disturb from, and I'd recommend other people do this too, um, from 9 o'clock at night until uh, I think it goes off at 7.45 in the morning. Um, my wife, my kids, their spouses, and Kenny, that's who's on the list. Um, we talk about brotherhood. Uh, I, this is interesting for me because I, uh, one of the interesting thing, things about Kenny and I is we're very different. Uh, like, for example, I'm an emotional person. Not that Kenny's not emotional, but he's it's not on the surface. Yeah, so I, I might actually get emotional this morning. So you'll have to deal with that. Sorry. No worries. But, um, but in my life, I never experienced brotherhood. Not, uh, I was not in the military. I do not have a brother. And I never had a friend like Kenny. So um, in the last few years, I've expressed to Kenny that he's, he's, he is a brother to me. It's what I'm experiencing with Kenny is something I've never experienced in my life. So from my perspective, it's all brand new. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. So a lot of people have, ex- a lot of men have experienced brotherhood on that scale that you kind of described. Josh, I, I did not until, until now. So. Wow. And how lucky are you to have your first brotherhood or brother experience however you want to put that in the relationship that y'all have 
you know, it wasn't just yeah. a, it wasn't just a casual friendship that y'all had. It was actually something that people like me look up to and aspire to have friendships like that. That's, that's pretty amazing. There's that raise the bar thing again, buddy. Come on. <laughs> we got to get your bar higher. I like, I like how you, ex- thank you for sharing that by the way, pastor. Um, my, my initial question that I was going to have, uh, as far as a follow-up is, do you have men that you would call, but before you can even get to that question, it's, do you have men you could call? Yeah. And I love the fact that, that you've not, not that you've taken time, you've just made each other a priority and right. then through doing yeah. life together and by cheering each other on and by likely kicking each other around when needed. You just created a, a bond, an attachment that seems unbreakable. Um, and it's something that's incredibly unique and rare because that was a transaction when you decided to step on the other side of pride and exposing yourself and saying, hey, this is who I really am, which is a big risk. Yeah. There's a massive risk in that because what if you say no? What if you reject me? As a man, I'm, I'm a pretty confident guy, but rejection is still something I fear. And so when we choose to say, I'm going to get past myself, I look at you guys and I see what's possible. Yeah. And that brotherhood is amazing. So the question would be, you know, do you, do you have men that you could call? Obviously you both do. Yeah. And and that's, that's awesome. Um, outside of E2, because this isn't just a one, a one-off by any means. Um, the next question I would throw out is, are you on someone else's list? outside of each other i'll go first um so that's a struggle for me so i'm a um from a personality perspective uh, and i will answer the question directly (laughs) from a personality perspective i am uh, an influencer i'm a person i don't have a problem feeling comfortable around people i don't have a problem talking with people people i'm i'm about people but i'm also something that um I call socially selective. So what that means, the way I would describe that is I would prefer to choose 10 people to hang out with tonight rather than be invited by somebody else to hang out with 10 people that I didn't choose. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Just a slight distinction because in that group of 10 that somebody else invites, that might not be in my, in my circle. Right. Mm -hmm. So having said that, um, there are definitely um, other, so from my perspective, for example, there's definitely other men that I could call. Um, they would always be on the list after Kenny. So if I couldn't get a hold of Kenny, there are other men that I could, that I could call. And um, I, think, I, I, think I'm on, I think I'm on somebody else's list, but... I'm going to have to call him and ask him to be sure. Uh, I'm right here. You don't have to call me. I'll tell That's you. That's what I was going to I'm going to reassure him. He's on some other people's list. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Does that answer your question? Slightly, but but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I on other people's list? 100%, Josh. I know that. Um, but um, so, let, so let's, let's just dive a little deeper into this subject because um, so that's – so – he knows who some of my other friends are, like some of my other three are, and I know who some of his other three are. Like I can tell you right now, Sean Hyman is on his list. Yeah. He may not think of it, but Sean Hyman's on no, his list. Yes, um, there's some other people that are on his list, like Warren, 
uh, who's on, on the outreach ministry. He's on his list. I mean, there's guys that he has relationships. Uh, Jose G is on his list, even though there's some challenges with that. But th- these are people that would call Steve in a heartbeat and ask him for help. Um, now, the other thing, on my list, I've got other people, too, that he knows. He knows that Chuck is on my list. He knows Alonzo's on both of our lists. We have some crossover through relationships that are on each other's list. Doug Doblick is on both of our lists. Yeah. Um, you know, Al- Alonzo's on both of our lists. You know, Bill Smith is on both of our lists. You know, so we've got some of these relationships that are intertwined um, that are on each other's list that we can call. Now, I'm, I want to clarify that on that there's probably only one that is the notch above the penthouse. And that's where I, that's where Steve's at, you know, and, and that's not that any of the other guys would do anything else. It's just, there's a lot of, um, Josh likes to refer to the honesty part of it. Not that it's not honest with those the other ones. It's just, there's a dynamic that's just been created through business, through, through relationship, through church, through through vacations, through travel. I mean, there's just so much that more that's ba- uh, that's there. And, but the other relationships are cultivating along. But his is just like it's just different. I, and I don't know how to explain it except for it's not just being vulnerable. I don't want guys to think, okay, I got to fillet myself open in order to have a true, honest relationship. Yeah. You know, the filleting open is I, I would equate it to a fine sushi. It's just a slow cut to get that 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 sushi cut just right for you to be able to digest that happens over time that doesn't happen like okay i'm gonna go uh shoot down a couple shots sit down in front of this guy and pull my whole skirt up and let him see everything i got once one thing. All, although that's you know, how men sometimes well, choose to do it that's how they think and listen hey you know kudos if you got to rip the band-aid off and that's the way you got to do it but but you got to so it's like your your relationship with your wife you know i've been married to my wife now 12 years and and we did, we're we're more in love now than we were then, mm-hmm. and so you get that, Josh, as you meet couples and you coach them through that. We're better now, like a fine wine. We're eleven years into this relationship, and we're better now than we were day one. Yeah, and and that's only happened because of the eleven years. Mm-hmm. I right. can't I can't take away compound interest. Compound interest is what makes the glue that makes this work now. That's good. There's new right. stuff that comes up. There's the dynamic of grandkids now. There's the dynamic of doing things with our young adult kids together. I mean, we're excited. We, we've got a trip coming up in September that we're doing, yeah. and Jason Macy are coming with us. So these are things that are like new experiences that families do together that you get to be part of. That doesn't happen day one. Right. So please manage your expectation level and go, okay, how do I get to this type of relationship? you got to be willing to sow and spend time. Would you agree? Uh, 100%. No, I love that. And I, I was leading you with, with my question, and you almost yeah. got there, so I'm, I, I want to get there. But yeah. obviously there, there is friendship, right? This is a, we consider brotherhood to be the intimate version, the, the truly yeah. attached version of friendship for men. Um, and where I, was, where I was going with the next question is, yes, there's, you're on each other's list. There's people that you, that you could call. Clearly, if you're not available for each other for whatever reason, there's other men that you would call as well. Um, but m- my leading question is, as far as sustainability, recreating something relatively close to this, what's that number look like? like how many makes this in your sphere doable? Is it just one? Is it maybe two guys? Is it three guys? But just your opinion. You know, what, what does that inner circle look like for you, for the people that get to see and experience the best parts of you? 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think it's different for every person. So I describe myself as socially selective, right? So I may tend to be, to go the other direction, but I think there is a limit uh, in this, just, just my opinion, right? I think there is a limit at uh, how many people you can go this deep with. And, and part of that is because sheer time. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, aside from work I, and, and my wife, I spend more time with Kenny than anybody else. So time-wise, there's only so many hours in a day in a week, right, that you can spend time and develop and develop that, that friendship. So that's kind of how I see it. I, um, I, I, I feel like there's, there's definitely room for, for other relationships to grow. I'm not saying that, uh, that there's not room for that. But um, I don't know. I guess, I guess my opinion, to the straight-out answer for me would be um, I'm not sure there is room. Yeah, especially when you have Kenny being so jealous about it. Uh, other people wanting your time. It's ridiculous. you got to fight for it. <laughs> I constantly. you got to fight for Are we Indian leg wrestling? I constantly have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. So I've got insecurity issues, and he has control issues. So together we're a perfect fit. <laughs> right That's how you found each other. That's right. <laughs> what has it been like to, or how does a brother, you two, and maybe y'all can give an example or whatever, but when he needs course correction, how how do you go about doing that, and uh, what what is what's important about that? It'd be easy for for me to tell you what it looks like when I need course correction. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I am gonna answer it the other way around though. Uh, we had a, a night, and I won't go into great detail because that would be a better discussion for your podcast, Josh. Ooh. But I had a we had a night where we were out with friends, couples, friends, and. Um, I did something that's really unexcusable. Uh, we're related to my wife, Glenda, and it, it upset her. And uh, we left it. We got through it, right? We're not out kind now. of public fighters. <laughs> took a couple of days. <laughs> but when we left the restaurant, we're walking, and I was kind of walking away from everybody else because, honestly, I was feeling like a jerk, right? And Kenny walks up to me, and he says, you know, without Jesus, you'd be an ass. <laughs> So that's an example of how, of, of how, you know, we'll course correct. We're honest with each other. If something, if something wasn't handled well, or, uh, you know, there's a better way to do it or, you know, whatever the situation is, we're willing to just say that to, to the other. How do you think that would have gone over, let's say week three of y'all's blossoming relationship? Well, we were in business together in week three, and I didn't know Kenny well, so it probably would not have gone over too well. Yeah. Um, I, mean, so, I mean, so just like any marriage, there's two different personalities, and you got to understand everybody's filter and how it comes into there. So I understand. So Steve's been placed in my life. You guys heard him tell him. We, we always tease him. He's a responder. So, um, so he's my feeling side of it. So when I put stuff, he's caused me to intentionally learn how to think about people's emotions before I place it into their filter. Uh, God's placed him in my life to be that anvil. And so I always got to think when I'm going to put it in there because I'm a direct guy. So usually when I talk with Steve, it's kind of direct. But the great thing about Steve, whenever he corrects me, is it's he's great at, at the encouraging part. He always points out like the Oreo. Here's a good. 
here's what you need to fix. Hey, buddy, here, get down, don't get down the road now. He's really great, like the pastoral side of him. I mean, you know, we tease him because he's Pastor Steve, and he always says, hey, I'm just Steve to you. Uh, but, uh, but it is, he, he has a gift in that area where he knows how to approach people and just really speak um, into their emotions and feelings, and they leave like they didn't know they got corrected. So whenever mm. Steve passes along a little nudge, I never really feel like it was. I always feel like, okay, that was a good conversation. You know, so that's how our um, going back and forth is. Uh, I'm a little bit more direct, and then he's a little bit more, you know, I'm a little rock, he's a little country. You know, we kind of get it together. <laughs> that works really well unless you're about to fire the person. Correct. Just saying. Yeah. Thanks for using the word anvil in that, uh, he, that description there. That's a free plug. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> No, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, the way that you guys allow each, each other to communicate to each other. Because um, that's not something that just happens overnight, like you said. Fine wine, I think, is how you put it, Kenny. And it, yep. it totally makes sense that, that not only um, do you allow each other um, to correct one another, but you also realize that in those moments of direction, correction, really all that is, is, is love because the other man has your best interest in mind. So you, you don't get, you don't get offended by it. You may not feel good because those conversations don't feel good, but you don't let it jack with you. Yeah. Let, let me just say something too. So men, we were just talking about this this morning. Men go, Oh, well you haven't called me. Oh, well he hasn't called me. And so like that's, that doesn't happen here because because of the do not disturb list and the unlimited access like he knows he can text call 24 7 it doesn't matter it's going to get responded like if i get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom and i see a text from him i'm going to respond to it i don't care what time it is you know what i mean so so i don't sit back on the sidelines and go well steve hasn't called me this week no you know what i do most of the time i go hey we're doing dinner wednesday night or hey we're doing dinner i just <laughs> don't i just throw it on there yeah and, we just and, did that last night yeah and he goes you know okay yeah let's do it so it, it's not a, a tit for tat or you didn't call, you have a text. That's never come up. Uh, maybe a little at the beginning, maybe we were a little like that because we were feeling each other out. But we're way beyond the initial date stage. We're in the full-blown marriage, uh, you know, passing in the hallway, uh, you know, just ships in the night. I mean, making things happen. You know, the trust is there because I know his heart and he knows my heart. So it, it's, it's a different level. But so when you – and then – Speaking about other relationships, when you have these other relationships and they're not there, you got to remember that, like they're not where me and Steve are at. So I got to go. Oh, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me hug them. Let me bring them along on the way. It's okay, but I mean, I got to remember everybody's not where me and Steve are at, and and everybody wants it, but are they willing to pay the price to get that? Yeah. No, their old thinking comes back in. They go, oh well, he hasn't called me in a while. Oh well, he he's busy with his. Man, it's not about that. If you want to do relationship is relationship is relationship. Marriage relationship, this relationship, the dynamics of a relationship are 100% transferable to every relationship you have. You have to understand that. Yeah. You have to decide the importance of it and make sure that's what you want. So you get back to the, you know, he is great at the selective circle. He wants to make sure uh, it's part of his control thing, uh, who he is in life. And it's okay because he does that. I'm a little bit more outgoing with that, and I like to see where things go, you know? I like to fish long. I like to see what's out there, you know? And he likes the, the, the net up close to the boat. But that's what makes this work, too, because he helps me. Through that lens of his selectiveness, it helps me be better because then I'm like, oh, well, maybe I need to pull back a little bit and, and, and see what's that, you know? So uh, that, that's helped me a lot. 
You know, with that in mind, you just mentioned boat, so uh, let me take a break real quick and uh, talk about Anchor. <laughs> Let's talk about our uh, our sponsor, so we'll be right back. All right. Josh? Man, so we just to dive back into where where you guys are, you, you're, you're, you're so – there's no reason to ever need notes. This is perfect. This is just working out really well. Um, but it, I want to give you guys a second to think. I'd like a story because I'm sure you guys have hundreds to probably share. But the Lord gave me a message a few months ago that fits perfectly into this conversation. And um, the overall title or, or subject would be um, friendship, and it would be Facebook or Foxhole. And so as we think about that in the context of that, um, I'm on Facebook. There's a lot of people on social media. Um, There's people on there that it calls friend, that we are friends, we are in friendship together. And there's there's things that get exposed, there's things that get shared, whether it's photos, vacations, my family, lots of things that go up on social media that people can see. It's open to the world. But foxhole friendship, like that of the military, are things, Kenny, like you said, it's earned. There's blood, sweat, and tears in there. There's experiences that only we have experienced together. There's only things that, that only we have gone through together. So you create a foxhole-type friendship. And what I appreciate so much about my foxhole friendships, because there's very few, I, I've got five, and I can't imagine adding a, another just because of the time that goes into it. But a foxhole friendship to me is you're the man that not only gets the same stuff that social media gets, but you get the best parts of me. There, there are reservations or, or things that I reserve specifically for those internal, those close relationships that Facebook will never know about. Mm-hmm. So in friendship, Facebook being the world and Foxhole being something like this, can you think of a Foxhole story for me on the fly? As they're pointing, I'm just going to narrate the... Uh, <laughs> <this is laughs> no, I just, you know, there's a lot of stories. Um, I mean, so... So let me talk about a, a story of honor. Okay, let me just so, so um, Steve, as he already shared earlier, didn't um, didn't have a a brother growing up, uh, and just really never had a true uh, male relationship. And then along coupled with that is his dad passed away at an early age for him, so he didn't have that until Glinda's dad. And so there's some other things, but um, uh, one of the things that meant a lot to me is he came to me and he said, hey, can you help me and, and teach me how to change brakes on my truck? And, and so me and him spent an, an afternoon uh, changing the brakes on his Ford Ranger. Um, we took them off and we got them off. We found out that the brake pads were bad, the rotors were bad. So it was a little bit more, but, but and not Orange only did- the bearings. Yeah, we had to repack the bearings. I mean, so, but all of this was stuff that me and him did together and afterwards, he said something to me that's just stuck with me. He's like, man, no one's ever taken the time to show me this stuff, i.e. man stuff. And so there was a bond there that was, and not to mention just the, the conversation we had, the fun we had doing it. So, so as a foxhole story, no one else would know that because it was only me and him there. Um, and I've never shared that beyond here this morning, but when you were talking about that, several stories came to mind, but that one just popped to my head because it was a gift to me. It was like, you know, Steve really was endeared that afternoon and, and really thankful. And, and honestly, he wanted to learn 
how to do it. So it's it's like, and, and I can't take that for granted as a friend. Like you could go, oh man, and just blow it off. Hey, it was just cha- it was just changing brakes on a car, but it wasn't. It was a, it was something that meant a lot to him. That's now part of my life, you know. And, and and you could miss those times. And this is the other key thing: as men, you could miss these key times by writing them off as as casual. Just like with your wife, you could things could grow common in the relationship of marriage, and then you miss what really the big milestones are and it may be because you're not valuing it but with this you got to pick up on those things you know uh, early on in our relationship uh you know we go to church together so we would wait purposely to do lunch with them um because we wanted to spend time with them we knew we wanted to spend time with them so so as you know he's he's on staff he's a pastor so there's a lot of stuff that's required of him on uh the big show day and so if you want to do life with the minors, you got to be willing to, to create these spaces to be in relationship. And that's what really it was. We didn't miss these spaces. Doing the breaks that day was an opportunity for us to just ch- change uh, and add another layer onto the sword, you know, that can never be removed. Pastor, yeah. do you remember this greasing of oh, the bearings? Break easy, story? easy, Josh. I just want to say real quick, I think that it's amazing how big of a step on the ledge that he took. Because as men, you know, to trust someone that, hey, I've never done this and no one's ever shown me, that takes a big, that's a big step of faith that he can trust you. I think that was, that's what I got out of that story, and I think that's pretty amazing. It is yeah. true, because did you drive this truck? talk about faith in another man here here is even better i was fixing up for my daughter to drive oh lord (laughs) praise god you knew how to do it right i think i remember uh actually saying to you you know how to do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like are you sure (laughs) because like in my life i've not had a lot of men that i've been close enough to to ask that question but I've not had a lot of close men in my life who, like, would know how to change the brakes. <laughs> but now you do. But now I do. So that, that yeah. story, obviously, as it comes to mind, um, is there any significance? In it? Is Kenny telling it right? Is there any significance in that story for you? Yeah, there is definitely significance in it, in it uh, for me. And he, is telling, and he is telling it right. It is, this is a difficult thing for me because I, I literally, when I say, you know, when I said earlier I wasn't, in the military, I didn't have a brother. I didn't mention that my father had passed away when I was 12. But even when my father was alive, my father was not changing tires, teaching anything like that, or even really teaching me how to be a man. My, my childhood relationship with my dad was abusive, so he was really teaching me how to be a man by teaching me how not to be a man, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And throughout my life, I never, I, I didn't develop... Um, relationships with other men so it was it's a big piece of of what's of what's missing in my life so uh that's a big deal for me and it has been a big deal for a long time like in my thinking i think to myself um you know i don't as much now but when i was younger for sure um well i I never had anybody to teach me that i never had that experience i i don't know about cars i don't i'm not into sports i'm i'm like there's all these things on the man list on the man list that i don't have on my list right but kenny helps me with with all of that that's perfect because otherwise you wouldn't need a kenny no right well it's part of what it's it's part of what makes it work so like there's a joke that's been between us like if i get to talking about sports or really football french he calls it french (laughs) 
he'll just drop a thing like, hey, you're, you're off you're in some weeds, French. buddy. You're speaking French to me. But in his defense, he's come a long way. Like, so now he knows what some of the major sporting events are, and he knows how the season's kind of run now. So we, we're, we're gaining – he's been to a couple baseball games. Right on. Yeah, you shoot baskets in football. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Hey, why not? Right not. Hey, why you not? You kick the tennis ball over the net. I love That's it. That's right. Buddy. You're coming no, up. And and uh, since we're on this subject, I'll just say this too. Sometimes Kenny will just send me a text say, "Hey, just so you know, in the sports world today, so and so just did X." Just so I know, right? Because I'll, you'll be you'll be getting your food somewhere or talking to a stranger, and they'll be like, "Can you believe Michael Jordan?" Whatever, and I'm like, "No, I can't believe it." <laughs> Keeping you caught up on the day-to-days. Yeah. What a great guy. It's pretty funny. I love that. Yeah. So that's part of Foxhole, too. It is part of Foxhole. Um, Yeah, what drew each other to – what drew you to each other? What was the first – it's like, hey, I want to be – I want to hang out with this guy. You know, uh, can I start? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting is that I I first met Kenny uh, because uh, because of a business. So we were were getting involved in a – in a business together. So that's when I first met him. I actually met Meredith first, uh, his wife through, through Glenda. But as I started spending more, as we started working this business together and I started spending more time with Kenny, uh, there were a lot of, um, just things about him from a business perspective that I felt were missing in my, in my life. So like Kenny's an, an exceptional presenter. He, uh, has a, he has a, a natural ability to, um, stir up a crowd in a positive way, right? He's a sales person. I always was interested in sales, but I was always afraid of sales, right? But Kenny wasn't afraid of it, right? So there's all these things that drew me to him because there were, there were things that I always thought would be great if I had it in my life, but I didn't. So those were, those were some of the early things that began to, um, to draw me. But then the first big thing that I noticed about Kenny um, was uh, his his honesty. So, I mean, that could be brutal. Mm-hmm. It could be brutal honesty, right? Or it could just be, uh, depending on the situation, or it could just be, you know, honesty about the situation. You know, mm-hmm. just telling telling the truth, telling telling it how it is. So that that really that was the big thing that the yeah. first big. Man, there's a lot of things that drew me to Steve. The first thing, and I always tease him about this, I was like, how did you get through high school and a college and a high school football coach didn't turn you into an all-pro tackle? Because I said, if I was your friend in high school, I would have rode your butt all the way to the NFL, buddy. We would be rich right now. <laughs> uh, man, Blindside would have been the – he would have been the original, buddy. Look at this guy. This guy's got a frame of a mammoth. Dude, he, we tease him. He's, he's like 98% Neanderthal. So he, he's, he's done his DNA test, and they come back like he's Neanderthal. For those of you guys that don't know what a Neanderthal is, it's just a huge mammoth of a man that knuckles just barely missed the ground. Dude, he, 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 he has a frame that you could have made. So I was attracted to the stature of a big man. And, but then – it developed into he has two things whenever i look at steve two things come from him and it is it is the word care he cares for everybody that comes into his circle like when you leave his space you always feel like you got a nugget of steve on you um, because he cares he, and he genuinely cares um, because 
of the path that his life's had, he's learned that he doesn't want to be that person. So he always works hard at making people feel great mm. when, when they're around him. Make positive and, 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 I mean, just feel good. He takes the, the, the situation and really shapes it into a, a positive situation. He does that with his family. He does that with us. Now, is he flesh? Sometimes, yes. But by and far, most of the time, he's, he tries to be the sounding board um, of reason in a situation because he looks at things um, very organized. And the other thing is that I love about him is that he is organized. He's pretty much uh, tries to keep everything, especially in his work environment and what he does, he tries to keep everything kind of neat and, and going because he tries to be in front of it in organization. You know, for some of us that are out front runners, sometimes we need somebody in our life that kind of looks at things differently and, and actually sees the boundaries because we could get into the ditch quick if we don't know the boundaries. So, uh, but it's his heart. It's his, it's his caring heart that, that attracted me probably most of most of every time because he he brings out my two responders. He raises them up. He really does a great job at it. Sometimes he rubs them together and they get irritated, but, but he, 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 really, he really raises the bar. In my, I think I might have three. I think one grew, uh, but I, I'm not there yet. That's funny. <laughs> he knows me. I'm not the most sensitive guy. What level uh, of your friendship is, are you at? As far as uh, Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy, where do you all stand in each other's? I think we're all three rolled up in one uh, because there's seasons and times that Steve's spoken into my life and I've spoken into his. I mean, this is just me. Uh, I mean, absolutely the Barnabas, you know. I mean, listen, I can't imagine doing life. Like I, told, I opened up the podcast with the story that he told me that, that you know, outside of Glinda, I'm never leaving you. You're never leaving me, you know, which, which I, I carry that very seriously because one of my core values is loyalty. So I'm loyal to Steve, like, beyond – you know, besides us going, if we're having a piece of paper saying that we're married, uh, I mean, we're 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 bonded together. Our spirits are connected, so it's at a deeper level. We have we have emotional ties to each other that that I don't have with other men. There are emotional ties here that just won't be separate. Because if you tore us apart right now, it would be like you took two pieces of paper, a red and a blue, together and glued them, and then you tried to tear them apart. There would still be red and blue on both sides. That's what would happen. And, and we're I not we're not going to let that we're not going to let that happen. I mean, we're we're honestly uh, going to grow old. You know, have you guys seen Tombstone? Yes, by far one of the greatest movies yes. of all times. You know, at the end of the movie where he goes and 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 he plays cards with them while he's in the uh, asylum. You know, the tuber- he's got TB, and so he goes and plays cards with them. I picture that me and Steve. Of course, I picture him in the bed. He pictures me in the bed. I'm like, dude, I'm going to outlive you, man. It's okay. But you know, so I picture being there all the way until his last breath. I, I really do. I don't know who's going to get the last breath, but we're going to race to the end and find out. That's our relationship. I can tell you that unequivocally right now. I won't move away from the area. We won't leave. I told my wife, I said, hey, listen, we're not going anywhere unless the miners go. Amen. Kind, right? kind of kind of following up on that question, um, since this is the first 3 a.m. call uh, podcast or title that we're going with, can you all define those three roles as far as uh, Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy? Yeah. So Timothy is uh, somebody that you're, uh, it's more of a mentor type of relationship. It's somebody that you're helping move along the path. Um, uh, Barnabas is a friendship, a peer, more like a peer relationship. This is how I think of these, right? More of a peer relationship, 
or a, or a friendship, right? And then uh, a Paul is the opposite of the Timothy. It's the other way around. It's who's, men, it's who's mentoring you, who can you look up to, who, who can you uh, grow from. But I think Kenny's absolutely right. There's aspects of every one of those in a true friendship. Mm-hmm. A true friendship. At this level. At this level, that's true. I mean, there's times Steve speaks into my life uh, on different things, and there's times that, that I do. I mean, but because of time and because of what we spent together, we're able to do that. Yeah. Because Josh said it earlier, pride or trust, or you haven't so you haven't spent enough time tilling the ground in the field to be able to do that. Yeah, it's yeah, the time. T- the time thing is important. Uh, it's hard to speak into someone's life when you haven't uh, given that time and to not offend them and to move that f- friendship forward. So, yeah, well, I know. think I think like you hit it you hit it on the head when you said all three are represented in this brotherhood. Because you can go hire a Paul. People do it all the time. Absolutely. You hire a Paul. By the book. Um, if, you have, if you have children, on some level, they are your Timothy. Yeah. Um, and Barnabas, one way or another, I mean, you can go hang out in a bar and find a Barnabas on a, on a night. Barnabas was known for being an encourager and for being a peer. Yeah. Um, but to literally have all three in another man, I believe, is something that you only get— or, that is a gift that only comes with brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I was just going to, I'm going to tie that together with what you just said about time. It's like the, if there is a formula, which I, I, I if there is, I really wouldn't know for sure what that was because this has been organic, but it would definitely include time and trust. So you, you have to have those two. So to have all three, a Timothy, a Barnabas and a Paul in your relationship it has to involve trust. That's the only way that can happen. Otherwise, one won't let you mentor the other one and, and vice versa. Um, and you have, to have, you have to have time. If you don't have those two things together, this is impossible. Yeah. If I could throw an equation out, and you may or may not agree with me, um, I would say consistency yeah. in the man. So consistency yeah. plus vulnerability plus yeah. time yeah. equals yeah. great brotherhood. I would I, I would agree. Let me just say one. Sorry, Kenny. Let me no. just say one other thing on that real quick is consistency. I would just say be be careful with consistency. Be m- make sure you're really looking at consistency as consistency. And what I mean by that is, for example, in mine and Kenny's relationship, Kenny is definitely um, the one to call more often. I'll just use that as the example. Kenny calls me multiple times a week. Um, I call him a lot less. Does that make sense? So make sure you're looking at consistency, meaning just that, not you're weighing all these things like, well, I always call him, but he never calls me. Right. Or I do this, but he never does that. That's, that's going to destroy the seed of a, of a true friendship quickly. You've got to understand that everybody is different and the interaction of those two different people in a relationship uh, that all has to work itself out. I mean, Kenny's a trained killer. I'm not. Right? It's like, how, do, how does a trained killer and a not trained killer become great friends? Well, I That's look good. the other way when he's killing people. Because <laughs> yeah. you're you a know. pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I'll, and, I'll, and so let me bolt on real quick to that. So 
we're talking about relationship. It's the core value of today's conversation, which Josh looks at it through these marriage filters, which makes him great, which, which through the brotherhood is the same thing. I was sitting here, and as the sun was coming up this morning, I'm thinking, hey, we have this program called Saving Your Marriage Before You Start, where you go through this process of everything we're talking about, right? I said, I'm thinking we need to develop a saving your, fr- your brotherhood before it starts kind of mm-hmm. thing uh, because that. And then the other thing is I was thinking is, you know, we're, we're taught in our house that um, everybody has a role in a relationship. Some are the pursuers, some aren't. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody brings something to the relationship. I know what I bring to the relationship, and I'm secure with that. I know what Steve brings to the relationship, and he's secure. I mean, these are the things. Like, and it's just as he was saying that, like, I'm the one that texts and calls and, and all this other stuff. And, um, but he knows that, and we know that. So, like, him not calling me back doesn't bother me at all. Because, i.e., we're back to my two-responder thing. It doesn't matter to me if he texts or calls. I'm going to bring who I am to this relationship, and I'm going to do it. Like, regardless if he, if he likes it or not, I'm going to do it. If he doesn't like it, he'll tell me. Kind of like a marriage. If, if I keep doing – you know, Chuck tells this story about his wife. And he, every year, would bring her flowers uh, on, wet, on marriage, on birthday, and all this stuff. And one day she finally goes, hey, you know what? It would be better if you brought me a cup of coffee. It would really be speaking into my language. Mm. So with Steve, I got to know that it, it relationship. So then Chuck starts bringing coffee, and, and his wife's happy. It's the same thing with relationship here with Steve. I got to know what speaks into his filter. What, what rings that bell? What makes him feel special? If I'm bringing flowers and flowers don't mean nothing to him, same thing in brotherhood. If I'm doing something and it's not producing any fruit or the field isn't growing i gotta look at that and i gotta go hey we gotta get better i gotta figure out what feeds his engine that makes him want to do life with me at the level we're at and that's that happens because we did it organically it you know hey by the grace of god we did it organically and we're where we're at uh and and i wouldn't change a thing because we learned a lot through the process but but we gotta understand is it's just not a ready-baked society to get there it's no different than you and your wife you know, and there's times in the relationships where you got to work things. You got to go back and look at the drawing board, Josh, and go, "Hey, you know, what, what, what's working? What's not working?" That's you great. should do that regularly with your brotherhood. What's working? What's not working? That's if true. you're not evaluating that, then you're just kicking the can down the road, man. And 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 you have acquaintances, and I won't open up on acquaintances because I think that's what a lot of men think are their three, hmm. and there's a misnomer that they think that there are three. And they're not. And it's not really about the color of the carpet. We say that justly. But it's like, hey, have I really decided I want to go here? Do, do I love that guy as much as my wife? Can I, not picture my, can I not picture this guy in my life anymore? If you can picture that guy in your, not in your life anymore, he's probably not at the level of what we're talking about this morning. Me personally. I'm just saying. In, my, in Kenny's book of opinions, chapter 3, if, if you – I can't imagine – Outside of my wife, I can't imagine anybody that I would not do life with. And if you don't have that, you're probably not there, quite there yet with that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But that's a deep conversation between you and yourself and the guy in the mirror. That's a good point. When I, when I, when I mentioned consistency, and I didn't, I didn't define it, but it only has this definition to me, but would, would help in the context in which I created the little equation. Yeah. For me, consistency is, um, as a man... If I were to ask any man, are you who you say that you are? So consistency mm-hmm. to me is not action-based. It's 
are you who you say that you are? And are you going to still be that man in two weeks? Are you still going to be that man in five years? Are you still going to be that man in 20 years? So for me, consistency allows, allows, uh, is a breeding ground for trust and leads to, if I make that call at 3 a.m., I know who's going to show up because you are who you say that you are. So to me, that's the portion of consistency um, in that equation. Yeah, from that perspective, 100%. That has to be a part of the part of the deal. Because if you're trying to still figure out who the person is, I mean, there's a part of that. But if they're different every time, you're not going to be able to build trust. You're right. Yeah, I have a traumatic thing happening, and I call you at 3 a.m., and the guy that answers, uh, answers boozed up and can't drive to help me. Right. You're no longer an option for me. Bro, I need you. So, right. yeah. Yeah, but by, by the way, uh, I can't just ignore Kenny's texts or calls. Otherwise, I'll get a text that says, have we broken up? <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are we going to divorce court? Are we broken up? I mean, I always send something. To What's fun. happening that's my That's my type of humor with him. Right on. Well, um, it is that time. Um, as always, it's uh, never long enough. Uh, I'd like to end up on that, that note uh, on consistency. Uh, next week, we have... Two of the other uh, brothers that I look to as far as a relationship that uh, was important to me in building uh, my relationships, and that's Chuck Phillips and Don Safar. I'm um, looking forward to hearing what they got to say, and hopefully striker, strikers, y'all guys are too. Um, so stay tuned. So we uh, a little tricky here since this is a four-person or two-guest uh, this week, and we usually have our guests pray us out. I don't know how y'all want to tag team that or if one person wants to take over. I'll defer to the pastor in the house. Right on, right on. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for tonight, God. We just ask that you would uh, let this conversation, Father, be uh, something that helps other men develop the relationships that you intended for them to have in their lives, Father. I thank you for Kenny. I thank you for Scott. I thank you for Josh, Father, and I just ask that you would... uh, You would bless us as we go forward. Father, thank you for this time and this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just want to say I love you guys. And ever since that trip to uh, uh, Alabama, I don't know why I couldn't say that word, uh, I have totally admired what y'all have going on, and and I truly love both of you guys. Thank you. Love you, Scott. Thank you. Thanks, Josh, for uh, joining us today. And uh, good luck on your podcast. And when it's uh, out, let us know know what the link is, and we'll uh, we'll do a little cross-promoting there. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for that. All right. Love you too, man. Talk to you guys soon.